<laughs> Start recording it without Adam. <laughs> B-roll. That's golden. Are you going to drink that melted cookie dough? No, so bitch. Same oh, thing. Is it part of a game? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't want to drink it again. You watch the documentary. You're probably fine. Okay, good. I don't want to drink it. I mean, you could give it to somebody else if you... That feels wrong. I'll take a sip. I took a that's like fine, that's big fine. ass sip of you, it. You took a gulp. Yeah, that's I'll do fine. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's reasonable. I'll play. I'm not going to drink the whole thing, but, you know, oh, let me get, no. let me I'll get, play the game. I'm going to get a koozie for myself. A koozie. koozie for your boozy? Koozie for my boozy. <laughs> Golly gee. What a whirlwind. Why is that? Just life, you know? Yeah. I'm feeling pretty Thanks positive today. Me too. I'm just glad that my issue with the amp is solved. Right. I think I just saw Adam pull up. <laughs> Are you answering my live stream question? <laughs> oh, is, did you ask that in the live stream? Yeah. yeah. Where's Adam? <laughs> Ground breaking. I'm hey, dumb. Like the stream, man. Hmm. Do it. <laughs> if you have it pulled up, you're going to be a viewer. Like it. Dude, last week in this fucking cold open, I had to edit so much. Really? Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. <sighs> oh, yeah. I had to edit so much. It was crazy. Because of canceled books? No, because... I remember there's something happened. There was like, just a was lot long. of... It was really long, and there was a lot of fucking dead space and silence. Yeah. It was just like... I, I was like, I, I can leave some of this in. Like, it's kind of funny. I did leave I did leave a, a, a good amount of it in because it's funny, but like it was... It was pretty long-winded <laughs> it's pretty funny man i can't wait for just to switch over to the live stream he's got 10 9 <laughs> 8 7 6 i'm five, happy to vibe four yeah that's fine three two one this is my dreams are coming true right now. <laughs> the day has finally come where adam is officially late he's yeah can we give him the the loser beer just for, just, just for just this. Just for being late. I, I, have, I have two. So, yeah, that works. I'll, I'll grab the other one. And <laughs> one for him. <laughs> one for him. We'll see late. if he takes the hint. <laughs> and then. He's a good champ. <laughs> and then another one for the official loser. Oh, oh my God. That is golden. I'm a business boy today. You Came are a business boy. Straight from today. work. It looks good. I mean, business casual. Good. This this is like, uh, I'm the most dressed up at my office. That's a great shirt. I have a guy who. Hagen uh, vibes with uh, who like so much. shows oh, yeah. up to work him. dressed like a lifeguard, and like I, we work in corporate America. What do you, so what, do you like, what do you call his sunglasses? Oh, his douche glasses. <laughs> yeah, his douche shades. I what can show they? you. They look like. Uh, here's my best uh, explanation of them, and I told uh, here my best explanation of him or of these glasses are. Hey, dude, you look like the bully on the ski mountain in the '80s movie. Oh, yeah. I said okay. you look like such a douche, and he said, "Yeah, yeah I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> it's pretty great." Uh, like he's self aware. Who was the wrestler? Did you guys end up going to see the WWE? No. Oh, I was here. Oh, right. Yeah. It was, that was right after we got back from Louisiana. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I wanted to go. But I think my partner used the me being tired as the like, oh, <laughs> let's not go, that kind of thing. Yeah. We should definitely trim this up for the the audio only. I can trim up some of this for the audio, yeah. yeah. You don't have to do it for the video, but like I think for the audio only. Let me tell it's you not... how to do your job. No, it's fine. That's a good idea. <laughs> but don't I'm, ever I'm do up, it fucking again, man. I'm pulling up the douche shades for... And, and by the way, he's not a douche. He's a really... He's a cool guy. 
Yeah, okay. I, I see that those shades. so much, man. Oh my Sorry god. Sorry for live. Uh, I don't even know if he knows that we do a podcast, so it kind of seems I'm not gonna just throw him up there. Well, yeah. and, and my favorite thing about him is that he like he he is like super like gym ratty, right? And he like I, I should send him this like <laughs> stream right now and say, hey man, we're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> he like he like stays on like Texas time when they're on like work trips to go to the gym. So like if we're in California for work trips, that's two hours behind so if it's 8 a.m here in texas it's 6 a.m there it is like come on dude so he'll go to the gym at six yeah and yeah. like what but it, it'll specifically be like a, hey man we're all like we're at a conference to it together which like don't know if you guys know this but a conference i assume nam is the exact same way but like professional work conferences is literally just partying yeah it yeah, is yeah. adult partying there are so many like official and non-official like get-togethers afterwards it is non-stop it is like the show floor is actually the like least important part it's the networking after so like we're all like hey man we're going to so-and-so's hotel room tonight we're going to this where uh there's a free mixer here that kind of thing it, it is party hopping and it's very much like high school or not high school uh college and uh he's just like hey man i gotta stay on texas time i'm like what the fuck dude <laughs> and then my real favorite part is that he plays wow and runescape and he plays like both simultaneously. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Like I, I like uh, like it's great. Like meeting like the 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 super like bulky dudes yeah. who play WoW and that's RuneScape. You. No, I'm not super You're, bulky. That's you in five years. I'm not super bulky. Five years. He could do it in a year. Hey, we started. Ah, oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were on a very boring meeting uh, the other day, and I immediately texted him, "Fire up RuneScape," and he sent me this photo and said, "Shh." <laughs> so he's got a third monitor. Dude, he's got one work monitor and two like game, game monitors. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I thought, I thought that he told me that he like plays sometimes WoW and RuneScape at the same time. Just you got it. The got, attention. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Welcome, Adam. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. I made, you made it. it. You made um, it. Ten minutes late. <laughs> and you got all the cancel bucks. You got all uh, the cancel I think that's fair. And a shitty beer. I'm not gonna have that beer. Oh, okay. Well, you might get it. I at think the Dave end. understands. No, I totally understand. You, you might get you it. Might get it later. There's we'll a game. Oh, but yeah. I'm in the running this week, so. Yeah. Yeah, and, Play and, hard. and to be fair, everybody I think has a pretty good chance at this game. Like everybody has a good chance of winning. So maybe no one gets it. Well, first, well, that's assuming that everyone did the research, which, as I established last week, I have no confidence in the two people to my right. If <laughs> if it involves a documentary, Dave did it. Dave, did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we I, if we all get it right. Because you're the question, you're the then I'll, I'll drink the, the beer. Then you got to drink. I'll drink. You can beer. just have it. You don't have to drink the whole a thing. gulp. I, yeah. I I I finished yours last time when you left. Oh, that's so gross. Uh, why? No, I feel like if we all it's get fine. it right, we all pour one, pour it out for Taylor Hawkins. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, that's we'll right. do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not in this room. And we'll videotape it. <laughs> no, no. We'll videotape it and put it up on the socials and whatnot. We can, that can be our YouTube clip. That's that's perfect. I love that. There you go. I love that. <laughs> Morning. Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. <laughs> I'm late. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm business boy. <laughs> Sorry my... for any time he was listening for the first time. It's really confusing. Yeah, this isn't going to work for them. Uh, if you need to listen to another episode, if this is your first one. <laughs> no, stay here. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You don't need to know Unless you're names. watching live and then just go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just roll with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Business boy. Yeah, I love business that. Boy. Thank you. Well, do you. But but do you change your name as you change your tires? Like, are you like one day punk boy? I could be. I mean, I'm not punk. Well, I'm just, just yeah. like... You, Theoretically. Yeah. 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 Like I, I, The people you work with probably think you are. What? Oh, yeah. They don't yeah. understand it. I don't know if I tell this story, but like, you know, I have the, the, um, the, uh, whatever you call it, not frosted tips, but basically, uh, yeah. the blonde, the blonde tips. And, blonde highlights. Uh, my boss, one of my bosses, like the first day he saw it, he like got like maybe like 10 inches from my face and it was like 8 a.m. So I get it. That's early for some people, not for me, but clearly for him it was. Um, and that was strange. That that was a, a very dramatic change. That's so jarring in real life, but I'm looking at the video. It doesn't look different at all. No, it looks different enough for me. Keep telling your story. I'll explain it shortly. Yeah, I have a theory, but whatever. Um, Hagen just uh, it changed his. I height. changed my chair height dra- dramatically. But Very my, dramatically it's from um, from business height to was it work intentional to punk height? It wasn't meant to be this much though. Keep going. So like he got like ten inches from my face and was kind of like squinting and he goes, "Is that for the rock show?" <laughs> and, and I think it was a compliment, but I said, "Yeah." I love when you say it like that. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm I'm spry at eight a.m. Like yeah. I know. Yeah. I love when people call like like what we do like a rock show or a concert. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Do you guys do a, originals too? <laughs> That's what I get all the time. Yeah. And I say, I only do originals. <laughs> they give me 45 wow. minutes. That's all I'm going to do. Give me three hours. Then I'll throw some covers in for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a very funny thing. The change of height is reminding me of the Oklahoma City. Uh a dinner we had where oh, you it, it was like the peter jackson the, like uh the perception the oh, yeah, 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 trick yeah. where hagen was at the end of the table like this and he looked like a little boy yeah and i was just like wow i, was, I felt so tall i was thinking also about the picture that we took in louisiana where the th- yeah. where all four of us and joel were the same height in that picture i still haven't Super figured weird. out how that works no i've told it to so many people it's a mystery it makes no sense in yeah the very next picture it's it's appropriate and, yeah then we're all the, we're all our actual heights i lowered my chair because whenever like in the camera this chair sits so much taller than everybody else's and i feel like i, I the, the proportion looks weird so i tried to lower it just a little bit but i went too far down and now i'm <laughs> so you stuck. wanted to get to our you our feel height. stuck <laughs> yeah feel stuck can yeah. you do it again go go like, go go full bore go up to the top go yeah, up dude. to the top and go, go all the way down no, go full mast and then half mast i'm just gonna go all the way up everybody yeah. Give okay, him a let's, let's Everybody, look the thing. See, that didn't seem Dave. like that big of an adjustment, but now yep. it is. But right also, hand. if you look here at the camera, like to me, it just looks like, like, like compared to me and Jackson, I'm like, I'm just like fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Are we stealing Valor? Yep, stolen Valor style. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was? I did it. I'm all the way down now. It looks the same in the video. It does not. No, it doesn't. It does not look. I look, I look like I'm much closer to Jackson's height in the video. Well, and, like, and, and we people need, like, who a don't, uh, seat? <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a short chair. We gotta get Jackson a booster seat. <laughs> little I'm guy in the back seat. I mean, it, <laughs> I'm fine with the. Like, it shows a little bit more because he's closer to the camera. Is yeah. what I'm thinking. Like we, we don't, neither of us like look too far in height. Yeah, even though no. Dave's taller than me. We've never addressed our height, uh, but like, 
Adam, you and me are the same height, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're a little shorter uh, than me. I don't know. I don't know. But, but sitting closer to the camera, you don't look taller. No, no. Um, Adam and I are like the same height. Dave and Hagen are what, like six inches taller than us? Six three, six four. I don't know what that means. So I'm just gonna say six inches. How tall more. are you? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know how tall you are. What's your driver's yeah. license say? Yeah, I they, made no, it. Up. Yeah, they just ask you what you want to put they, on. They there. asked they, you that. Uh, they should no, tell they, you. They measured me. They didn't oh. measure me. Yeah. No, they just asked how tall I was, and I was Same. like, I don't know, five nine, five ten. That's exactly like, what five, I did. Ten. I think, I, I, I you got to be consistent though, because they'll call you out on that shit. I think you guys are probably well, we're, about five ten, dude. Yeah. We're I American. We can approximate. You can fuck right off. <laughs> I'm talking about in Texas. Sure. I used to, I used to say six three because I'm like six, six three and fucking four. But but, it, it, but but you're taller than me, but yeah. barely. Yeah. But I was I barely. measured at six four at, at at the DMV. Makes no sense. Yeah, super weird. And then I got gaslit by some friends that I'm actually six two. It really is really fucked up. I thought That's I was stupid. shrinking. I I literally don't <laughs> think about my height at all. So like whenever like people like y'all who make fun of you know like oh, I'm taller than you or like, you're short. <laughs> it's like for me like I literally don't think about it. Yeah. And also but tall people are very concerned if their height. That. And also, it's like two things. The world's made for us. Like everything oh, yeah, yeah. is made for us. Cool, you get to see you better to, at concerts. You go to the underground in London. It's made for us. Yeah, I can sit on a subway. Totally man spread. I'll I'll say I'll I'll say also one, my knees are fine. I'll say <laughs> one thing about about tall people are concerned about their height. I would say that is partially true. A lot of other people are damn concerned about our height. About too. tall people's a height. A lot of people uh, talk fair. about how yeah. tall and how big we are. A yeah. lot. Yeah. That's a very big point of comment. Now I do What's complain. It like up there. Yeah, I do complain about my height and my size a whole lot. I think I showed you guys that picture of me in the uh, airport bathroom where I'm fucking shoulder to shoulder with the wall, and it was just like I can't. There's nothing for me to do here. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's good shit. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of news to talk See? about. What? See what you're not allowed to just call out <laughs> comments See? like that. You can't cherry pick. You got to read what it says. At least. Oh yeah, my wife's in the chat. She said, "Dave, you're not exactly six foot four? Question mark. This changes everything. I met somebody on Tinder. See, you lied to somebody. Oh, years ago, I met somebody on Tinder. We were hitting it off, like exchange numbers. We were past the like general, like, hey, are you like sketchy part? Right. And we were talking, and right as we were setting up our first meetup, she said to me. Hey, quick question. And like we were hitting it off. Like we were having a good time. And the th- she immediately said, Quick question, how tall are you? And I said something like five eight or five nine and then like ghosted. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, this is like a this is a huge It didn't upset me because I was just like, Well, I'm really glad that we got that out beforehand. I mean, because like yeah. You in can't person, that. that would have definitely hurt my feelings. Yeah. yeah. If we talk about this for too much longer, it's gonna we're gonna get put on some like fucking manosphere algorithm. So we gotta not talk about that for too much longer. I'm getting recommend. I, <laughs> I think don't know I'm what off. that means, but that doesn't sound good. Uh, it's like it's like a lot of like people in like the red pill manosphere are like girls only want one thing, like high value man. They have money. They have height. They have okay. all the. Yeah, so all we, we're, we'd be compared to Joe Rogan. Yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. Much no. worse. Much worse. Much yeah. worse. I don't know if it's worse. Well, then it's why worse. are we here? It seems they both seem bad. It's worse. Uh, so other uh, than it's Monday. It's Monday. You know, I thought I thought we could just hang out. I mean, we stand a short king. Did something, and we all watched it. Right? Yeah, I didn't do anything, Adam. <laughs> well, we uh, there's not a lot of news to talk about, but we are going to talk today about um, Alanis Morissette and her album Jagged Little Pill, as well as the documentary that was made in 2021 called Jagged. Um, oh, Canada. Yeah, we'll get there, man. Thank you. 
So I, I do have I do have some games. Primarily, there's only two. There's two towards the end, but there's one that I have right now in this very moment. And that game, let me make sure it's there's nowhere it's nowhere on the screen. Okay, um, this game first of all is to spell Alanis Morissette. Uh, so I'm our I I'm out. I have it. Her it Wikipedia pulled, pulled up. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. and I I think I know. Let me go last. Go last. Go last. Yeah, let and me I that. shouldn't get a point for sure, even sure. if I get it okay. right. Okay. A l a n i s. Okay. M o r i s e t t e. Okay, Dave. A l a n i s. M O R I S S E T T E. Jackson. Dave. Dave is correct. <laughs> oh. I mean, you have to get it. Well, yeah. Two S's M I S S I S S I P P I. Atlantis, Mississippi. Is yeah. there a Mississippi? <laughs> no. Is there a Mr. Miss Mia Khalifa? Okay, wait. So. <laughs> Okay, so Jackson doesn't get a point for that. No. Okay, cool. So just Dave. Dave Dave's on the just board. Yeah, he doesn't get a point then, if his answer was just what Dave said. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was also looking at it. So I, I already have it up. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It felt like cheating. So, I can't believe I got that right. That was good. That was good. Um, okay, so we are talking about Alanis Morissette. Um, before we talk too much about her history and about the album and the documentary and all that kind of stuff, um, does anybody have like any sort of history with Alanis Morissette? Has anybody listened to, like to her before this? Uh, like, I feel like Dave kids? should go first. Okay. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, yeah. she was all that. Like, that's the ironic music video is one of my favorite music videos ever. It's on Much Music. Where, yeah, it was what on is Much that? Music. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What's the video? It's where the the, the she, car it's four of her in the car. I had never seen that until this documentary. I Dude, like, I had seen that wonderful. video a million times, and I think at one point she's eating um, ass like pumpkin <laughs> pumpkin seeds. <laughs> Jesus. I'm on it. Wine, wine Dine 69, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I think she's eating like pumpkin seeds, and I was like, I want to try those. I don't know what they taste like. They're great. I've never tried them. You haven't to this day? No. Oh. This year, th- this year, let's make pumpkins. Uh, I'm sure let- my wife has maybe tried them. She's let's wait and see if she'll, <laughs> she'll answer. But this like this fun. year, let's all get together as a group and let's make. We could do it on stream if we want to like really just Carve like you pumpkins, know try yeah. to make the logo. You can get small pumpkin. ones. That sounds like a nightmare. But basically, someone will fuck it up real bad. I love making a pumpkin, and uh, my favorite part of making a pumpkin is like at the end, you pull your sesame seeds, uh, toast them, put some seasoned salt on them. Incredible. With are they still called sesame seeds? Sorry, did I say sesame seeds? I yeah. meant seasoned salt. Oh, you get the uh, the fucking. Pumpkin, pumpkin seeds, seeds <laughs> see, clean them up, dry them off, bake uh, them. put seasoned salt on them, and then bake them. That's what I do. You can get fancy with it, that kind of stuff. So I think that sounds super fun. Okay, so Canada. <laughs> Canada's Canada. your yeah. history. No, Dude, I, you have pumpkin seeds in the pantry <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's good fiber. Um, I, I didn't... <laughs> little did you know. I didn't understand the magnitude of why... Atlantis was so popular because I was such a young kid, but uh, I did really enjoy the music. Okay. Yeah, I would have to That's really agree. I never like really sought out her music or have I've heard most of it. Obviously, I think most people have if you listen to the radio at any point. Um, but it never like really got to me that she was a big deal, like on that scale that she was. Yeah, and watching this like documentary was very much like, oh wow, like that's like crazy the entire like situation and everything is yeah obviously but just the suddenly like being the biggest like act in the world touring yeah more or less on Big, your yeah, first album biggest like, yeah absolutely the biggest yeah so for me my intro to her was um did you guys ever watch that hbo series um live at abbey road 
No. No. So it's this wonderful series. Um, and they did it for, I think, like two seasons or two series, as they would call it, you know, across the pond. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they uh, they basically, uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. They went to Abbey Road Studios and like just got basically famous people. There's a great um, Dashboard Confessional episode that I love. Um, some of the best harmonies on that. Obviously, it's in a studio. So like, how much can you trust it? Yeah. But whatever. Um and there was this was right after that oracular spectacular came out by MGMT. So they were the they were the prime prime spot. I think it was right before them. Uh, I think they it wasn't just like oh there's this musician. It's typically like three musicians. It wasn't like this one, then this one, this this one. I think they did multiple songs. Kind of like they broke it up. So like oh you have to watch MGMT, but you also have to watch this person and this, which is cool. Exposes you to new things. Uh, but she was on it and she did this. Uh, I don't know if it's an acoustic song. I've never listened to it studio wise, but this song hands clean, beautiful, mm. beautiful. You can't, yeah. you can't find it anywhere except for HBO max or max max. It's Actually tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow. They were yeah. really happy to tell out. me that when I logged in to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. But yeah, so but good um, for you. Beautiful song. Not on this record. So, yeah. Yeah. And then of course, over time, I think I did hear somebody sing the song. Um, What's the swallow it down? What a jagged little yeah. pill. That yeah. song I saw. Was that, oh, the you live, you learn. Yeah. That's my favorite song on the album. And I heard somebody singing that, and I was like, "That's so damn catchy." And then that's a great song. Then I listened to the whole record. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, you ought to know is on <laughs> Rock Band three. Oh, is it? Rock Band two or three? I think oh, it's three. I don't remember hmm. that. Yeah, the bass. That that's the only song where people should fight over the bass. Yeah, that's the only. Yeah, that's, there's, that's, there's, there's probably a, another one. That's flea but, on bass. Oh, yeah, uh, yes. Dream Theater's uh, Panic or yeah. what is it? Is it Panic Attack? Is what it's called? Panic Attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Also, that that's the best bass song on that whole uh, game. Yeah, so fucking fun. God damn, let's play Rock Band. That would be <laughs> fuck I, I this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. I listened to Alanis a lot when I was a kid. My mom listened to a whole bunch of Alanis when I was a kid. So uh, this, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with these songs. Um, at least, I mean, it, it's like, it's that point where like, it's kind of ingrained in my brain, but I couldn't necessarily tell you the lyrics off the top of my head. But as soon as it's played, I'm like, I know this song. Yeah. Um, Your mom, let's give a quick shout out to her. She like has done a wonderful job at exposing you to like, really like just like you know strong female musicians and yeah. just like great musicians in their own right regardless yeah. of that but like that's awesome that's that that, that that's very very my true. mom showed me like johnny cash it was it was uh <laughs> come was, on mom my mom showed me rod stewart <laughs> it was car rides of <laughs> it was car rides of fleetwood mac uh dixie chicks uh and um alanis morissette and other stuff but yeah those were those were car rides it's just the chicks yeah sorry it's sorry just, that i just again sent you uh, i mean at the time youtube video <laughs> you just sent me a youtube video i did it's an hour-long youtube video about like the history of rhythm games oh okay it's amazing oh you're the only other person who would watch it <laughs> It's amazing. So we all watched the documentary Jagged, yes? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Have you guys watched this series before, Music Box? I had not. The, I've, 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 I've heard about it. Maybe y'all mentioned I mean, you have, Dave. Yeah, I have. Of it. Um, the I've, first one was uh, the Woodstock 99 one. Yeah, I watched. I didn't watch the whole Woodstock 99 one, but I watched I watched clips of it. it it's a hard watch just yeah. because it, it takes on heavy topics, uh, and you can quickly suss that out. Like, oh, 
they keep referring to this person and they've interviewed everyone. Why is this person not talking? He's like, well, because they're not here, that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, I get why you didn't finish it. But like, this is my second one of these. And I'm like, these are fucking fantastic. I immediately put all of them except for one on like my watch list. Sorry, yeah, Dave. It's uh, <laughs> it's the, the the guy the guy who created it. His name's Bill Simmons, and he's the executive producer on all of them. And he created the whole series. Yeah, um, it, it, is he relevant in any way? Of like, oh, he's no, I, a... I I couldn't. I, I he doesn't have a Wikipedia page that I could find. He, I I I just like I had to I had to look I think up. He's just a big producer at HBO. Yeah, yeah, I had to look up Bill Simmons producer and then Music Box popped up right away he's a producer producer um and then music box popped up right away but there's like you know for for those who don't know there's the um woodstock 99 dmx jason isbell kenny g juice world and another one that i couldn't i don't i don't don't know what it was it was but it was um but those are the those are the big ones and i'm sure there's going to be more too um so really great documentaries seems like the jason isbell one is like really sad and really well done so they did it really like uh before this one started uh called jagged i think we already said that but before it started it had a little snippet talking to the director yeah of just her saying like hey like i obviously knew about alanis and like i know a lot more about her now and this is like kind of like a little memoir but like she's there's so much to her like even though i've spent so much time with her now like this is like what this meant to me right and i found that really insightful to like hear the the person behind the camera like you know actually making things happen yeah it was it, it was really it was really good and i think we could say more about the documentary as we go but i think that uh, i really hope we do <laughs> I, <laughs> I i think that the i mean like that's pretty much all i have is stuff that was in the documentary do you have um, the director's name allison uh clayman okay cool um but like the the thing about the documentary that i really liked was it it, it had like with music for music documentaries i feel like there's like a few different ways of doing it and i love when a music documentary can make like a, a kind of like live or music video esque thing where they have the lyrics pop up in like this almost like kind of yeah. written way. And sometimes like that can like I, that happened in one of the Kurt Cobain docs and it bothered the fuck out of me. Montage. Of Montage yeah. 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 yeah Cause it was in the style of yeah. his like handwriting and there's, like there's a, a notebook, a couple other ones where it bothers the fuck out of me, but this one was like, this is so, this feels so appropriate. It yeah. Was yeah, for so, some it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It Cause so it, it, well. all the lyrics played into the story. Yeah. Are y'all yeah. subtitles guys? No, no. Uh, depends, but not I, for this. I'll uh, like if I'm watching Train Spotting, it's subtitles because I can't understand Scottish yeah. people. Yeah, I. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, it it really depends if I like what what I'm watching or or like you know sometimes I'll watch something at quiet volumes then I'll subtitles. Wait, is that Scottish or is that Irish? Irish. Oh, I'm fuck. pretty sure it's Irish. Irish. But... Oh no! Give him a cancel butt. Oh, Get him one. No, I'm gonna lose them all by the time <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Um, so uh, the documentary covers like basically like Wait, the beat. Did you need subtitles for this one, or were you just asking? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just curious. I know that's like lyrics. a not contentious, but like people have real like strong are, opinions on it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the anime subs versus dub things, and it's just like yeah. uh, what I don't like about subtitles. I'll I'm it varies, but for the most part, I don't want them on there. It's like hey, somebody like really composed a shot here, and like if I'm not paying attention, sometimes I'll notice I'm just like. I'm staring. If you're reading at, it, it. Yeah. yeah. It feels wrong. It feels like looking at someone's chest. Yeah. That's how it feels to me because I'm sure. just like, somebody, like, this is a thing beautiful in front of me. And here I am just like not even paying attention. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, uh, uh, I was going to say the lyrics kind of like do serve as subtitles in a little bit. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Which is helpful because yeah. it's not like in your face and it is like, it feels intentional, like to Jackson's point. It's, yeah. It's more intentional yeah. when it's 
just at certain it spots yeah, up and it the just whole is time. there and it has a reason for being and, there too and i don't mean this in a negative way at all like her like alanis's voice is uh, in, absolutely incredible but the way that she hits some words sometimes it's like i'm not entirely sure what you're, you're saying 100 sure that's the whole thing we <laughs> yeah, gotta talk about yeah. she she has like such a unique voice i think of especially of that generation there are like um people who just like if I would never heard the song before, let's say you play like I think she had an album that came out last year. If you play something from that, I guarantee you I can instantly be like, oh, this is Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Even if she like released a metal record, it sounds like Judas Priest. And then she comes out saying it's like she is like really unique in her, uh, you know, vocal styling and how she's attacking vowels and everything. But I think the way I read it is that she writes down what she wants to say or she comes up with what she wants to say what she wants to say and instead sometimes she will no matter what make it fit yeah either sure. elongating yeah. it or putting a mouthful and it works it really yeah. works there were the, the like i think that there was a lot of moments where she would have a melody and then she would just write something down and there are a couple songs where she like she starts a phrase and then like i think she's gonna say something else but then she twists the vowel like it's a diphthong right and she twists the vowel and then it's a different word and i'm like oh cool wow this i, I I'm, yeah. I'm on a journey with this word yeah, and, but <laughs> also she has a great control of like head voices yeah. and like yeah. her falsetto it almost feels Celtic the way that yeah. she almost, kind of attacks yeah. things. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would say like if for some reason you haven't listened to Alanis Morissette and you're like, oh, what does this sound like? And you're not going to pause this because you should wait till we're finished to do anything. <laughs> um, it's kind of similar to a Billy Corgan where it's like, except for Billy Corgan's more po polarizing. I get why people wouldn't like his vocals. Like you'll like Alanis Morissette, but like he will do a very similar thing where it's like, he's going to fit whatever he wants into that stanza. Right. And he's also like, it's a unique, like he will also like subvert, like he, there are certain, like when you listen to a pop song, you'll hear the first lyric and you're like, well, it's going to say one of these two things. And he's really good at that. Like, Oh, actually I'm going to say something completely different, but it makes sense. She's the exact same way. Yeah. 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 So, it's uh, poetic. From the very beginning, taking it taking it back, Alanis was born um, in 1974. She was born in uh, Ottawa, Canada, um, and she was born to two parents uh, that were both teachers. And she also has two brothers, uh, one twin brother, and then another one, an older brother. The twin brother also a musician, but also like a was offered to be a co-founder, I think, in Lululemon. Uh, Damn! Like his whole. His Who's more successful? <laughs> it's got to be him. I can't remember if it's a co-founder or like, or but it's it's something high in Lulu, Lulu whenever they were starting. But you can on his Wikipedia, you can like, there's a whole section about like his yoga, meditation, and Reiki like experiences and studying. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I like. Let's just like step back for a second. Have had either of or any of y'all? Not either of you. Any of y'all ever heard an interview? or anything of Alanis Morissette before this? Yes. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay. I hadn't, and I think unfairly so, I had this idea of who she was. I was like, okay, she's kind of brooding. It's just from this era. Like, I had this idea of the way she would talk. I was thinking crystals. I was thinking stuff like that. Very, oh. like, you know, kind of like friends, white savior type thing. And then I listened, like, as soon as she starts talking, I was like, I'm the asshole. Totally wrong. Judge a book by its cover. Totally in the wrong there. And I was like, she seems obviously this is years of therapy and like all that kind of stuff, which right. she, she talks about, but like, I was like, she seems like a wonderful person. She seems so cheery and yeah. like it, it, it we'll touch on it later of the, the kind of like how everyone 
when I hear this record, I don't think of like, oh, so angry. I don't view it that right. way. But I like very much was just like, oh, wow. She is like, seems like such a kind and fun person and like very introspective and not in that kind of like what I was alluding to. Right. So I was yeah. happily surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, That's my bad, by the way. I, I judged a book by their cover. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think that part of that makes sense outside of even just like, like, if you know her background, it would make sense. Like, so both of her parents being teachers, they were also, they were teachers in the military and also they were like raised Catholic. And so for someone to come out the other side, if they did come out, like talking about all crystals and stuff like that would make a lot of sense too. Yeah, It's a weird rebellion. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they, her family moved to Germany when she was three, moved back when she was six. She talked in the documentary about how like that was really important for her. And I'm yeah. like, no. Uh, yeah. I didn't quite <laughs> buy that, but, Maybe she like, claims Canada, but was influenced by her time in Europe. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, oh, three to six, really. What? Uh, <laughs> she said that in the documentary. <laughs> Formative I'm years. Like, I'm thinking like, yeah, like you know, like David Bowie was over there for a couple of years and like remember stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe she was in her teens or something. No, nope. I went to Disney when I was a you know a toddler, so I really claimed <laughs> Disney as my own. It was a formative, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing that influenced your music. Yeah. Star I, Tours. That's I, where I grew up. I will say when she was when she said I grew up in Ottawa, you know, the capital of Canada. I was like. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I thought the same. I, 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 I thought the same <laughs> I thing. I didn't even think about yeah, that. I thought the yeah, same yeah. thing. Um, I completely didn't give a shit. I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> America. Um, but yeah. So uh, then, it, then they moved back and quickly started getting her into like piano lessons, dance lessons. Her dad, in particular, was like a really big supporter and proponent of pushing her into do all of this stuff. He loved that kind of thing. Um, she wrote her first song when she was ten, so she was very obviously like in this right right away very very early yeah she was singing at church and some lady was like you have a beautiful voice and she was like all right this is what i'm gonna do yeah she, and she also became like the kind of the jenny lewis type where like she was acting too yeah yeah, yeah. She like, was, it, it never was like the very prominent thing but like, like as the, a kid like she the was. disney kid she was, she was on the show yeah. you can't do that on television yeah and uh, uh resident canadian what the fuck is that I have no clue because okay. it was like 1980. We're not talking Degrassi. We're no. talking no, like think think like um think like all that. Mm. Think like all that. It's like it's like it's like Great a show. a teenage preteen sketch comedy show. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then from there, uh, she records like her first demo. Um, shortly after that, I guess she's like. 15 or 16 at the time um uh, she records oh no she guess she records she records her debut album when she's 16 which is titled alanis um did y'all listen like have, I, let's it's not on her pause. apple music oh no i, I know <laughs> have y'all listened any to streaming? any albums other than jagged little pill i listened to the newest one she came out with what about y'all i have not just pieces, not whole albums. I heard that one, as I said, the live yeah. uh, thing from Abbey Road. I've never listened to anything outside of uh, Jagged Little Pill. So I listened to half of Alanis, and I was like, that's enough of that. <laughs> and I, I did have to, like, I had to go to, like, YouTube and find just a rip of it. And it, right. it's very much, it's what I call department store pop yeah, it's, or it's, runway pop. It's dance pop is what they call yeah. it. Yeah, and, it and, felt like Paul Abdul. And the, and the, the funny thing about that is, like, uh, so... This is a weird, a weird kind of like twist. But uh, for those who watch How I Met Your Mother, Robin Scherbatsky's character had like an origin where her she basically had like oh, a, right. Atlantis yeah. Morissette, like basically like kid pop star history. And so it was like based on that where she did like that. mall tours. Yeah, I never made that connection. Well, and there's a doc. They, they did like a. Well, you docu just saw this documentary, Adam. 
that's true. But I mean, I knew who Alanis Morissette was before this. Well, so. they, they they make they make the connection really clear in one episode. Whenever uh, like they're doing like a interview with her on Much Music for like a fake documentary, and like she wrote a song about a breakup, and they had Dave Coulier on, and he's like, "It's not about me. Why does everybody think it's about me?" Dude, I've seen so this. This is my second time watching that documentary, and when they started talking about that song, I was like, "It was Dave Coulier." Yeah, and then she was like, I, "People think it's somebody. It's not him. Yeah, it just wasn't him." Yeah, and I'm like, I mean, she didn't say I, it wasn't she, him. She said like, it, "She's not going to say who it is." She said yeah. she's yeah. not going to say, but that one person who was like her friend was like, "Yeah, people think it's this guy from a TV show, famous TV show, but yeah. it's not him." Yeah. yeah, she was like, "I was dating like eight people at that time, Dude. so it's like, yeah, I don't know why everyone's like it's this one person, but whatever." So she had her debut album Alanis that was on uh, MCA Records Canada that was only released in Canada. Um, and, uh, yeah, so like she basically just ran with this for a while. It's going with this like kind of pop star image, this like dance, like clean girl image thing they wanted to go with. MCA records, very blown out. Yeah. Yeah. MCA records was supposed to be called MC records, but they're in Canada. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. <laughs> I was gonna do a Scott Pilgrim reference. Uh, the, the hey, what's the website for Amazon.ca? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then in '92, she released her second album. Now is the time, um, and that one had more of like Alanis on the album. Basically, it was more of like her lyrics. It was more of her image, and there were uh, a lot of people didn't really like that i guess like mostly the executives didn't like the executives that. were like what the fuck are you doing like yeah. you, right. you were already they, they in thought a they little... signed a very specific artist and right yeah, they were right. just make more of those records yeah um i think that probably the part of that in the documentary that broke my heart is when she was talking about him to go back to the studio to like do vocals on something and she gets back in and the, the producer's like we're not doing vocals we're here to talk about your weight yeah, yeah. I, uh, like, I know that you've been sneaking <laughs> yeah. cheese slices yeah at three in the morning yeah because yeah. we count them every day and it yeah. spiraled her into a long bout, like problem lifelong, with yeah. like, lifelong battle with eating disorders. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of fucking predators. Yeah, this is like just, just, just a, a horrible thing, horrible situation. Um, and so then shortly after that, the label dropped her, and she um, had, she had like moved away from Ottawa to like Toronto at this point, right? Yeah. So, so like she had, she's like a she's imagine yourself as fifteen, sixteen, leaving your home. And like literally being just like escorted around by like adults and yeah, like and like working for wild. the studio that's probably signed a really like predatory deal in the first place. Yeah, well, yeah. So the interesting thing is that the deal that she signed was was for two records. So in the documentary, it says she got a call that she was dropped. But I, I mean, I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure how that. I mean, I'm sure she did get that call. But I, I'm sure the call was like, you're dropped. We're not giving you another contract. We're not renewing right. your yeah. contract. Yeah, yeah. But the, at that point, not only did she live in Toronto, but she was getting flown around the world right. to do music right. video shoots and playing shows and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. I love that clip where she's talking to like her other teenage friends. She's like, I'm going to take you on the road with me. Yeah. Like, That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is my friend so-and-so. She's actually a great singer. She's yeah. just being shy. And this is my other friend. I'm going to take you on tour with me. Yeah. She was like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but in hindsight, like seeing how like she talked about the predatory behavior of all the people that were around her, the adults yeah, and just men hitting on her. And she was like, yeah, when I was 12, they were like, no, not yet. 13, not yet. 14, uh, a little brave. She was like 15, all bets are off. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so unfortunate. I know we're like four dudes talking about it, but like, yeah, it's, it's really 
shitty. Super. I think that's like the, I was, I was reading about this documentary and I think that the, most of like the negative things that were said about the documentary were about that section. And I couldn't tell if people were like, we need to know more about this or if it was like, I don't know if it was just assholes, but th that regardless, that's like the, the, the most heartbreaking thing. It's so, horrible. yeah. And didn't Alanis say that it was salacious, like the way that they edited the documentary. Oh, I, yeah. I think after, she, after the fact or more, oh, more yeah, recently, yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even. She was supposed to go to a premiere, I think. Yeah. Then, yeah. Um, so anyway, so then after the, after she gets dropped, um, she is connected to Glenn Ballard, um, who becomes like her, basically her songwriting partner and, uh, her like producer and whatever. That guy seemed fucking eccentric. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was not a, big fan i was just like well, well you're that, fucking strange yeah, dude yeah. that was after she was like didn't she go to la and like nobody wanted she to work moved with her to la yeah yeah and yeah, well, she I, found him and he was like what do you want to do and she's like i just want to write songs yeah yeah the first song was perfect it was like yeah. her her manager was like kind of pushing the song perfect yeah yeah, exactly. like, yeah, yeah. 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 Her manager was like putting her with different people. The Glenn Ballard thing happened and, it, and they like basically worked on, they, they started working and then within 15 minutes they had something. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was pretty much like a right, like instantaneous thing. Like they would just sit in Glenn Ballard's like house or studio. I couldn't tell if it was the same thing, but they'd sit, they'd sit in there and Ballard would have something on like guitar keys or the drum machine. Um, and then, uh, Morissette would have like melody lyrics, whatever. And then they would just like have a song. The thing that I don't think they talked about in the documentary was that, um, they did talk about how she was like done with doing multiple takes. Right. She talked about in the early yeah. records, how she would like do these like super like intense harmony sections or a bunch of takes on a song of a bunch of vocal takes. And she was done with that. So for this, she was like, I'm only doing one or two takes. But the takes that were done on the demos were what was kept for the whole thing, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, insane. it's really, really I cool. loved that, like, towards the beginning of the documentary, it starts, like, they go to, obviously, one of her, like, a storage unit she has. And they're opening up, and she, like, there's, like, just a little box that says, like, JLP demos or JLP sessions. And she's like, oh, yeah, these are, like, here's all the early versions. She's like, there's probably, you know, gems in here. And they're, they're like, cassette tapes and yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh I loved it when she grabs this bag, unzips it, and then like kind of looks up at the camera, smirks, and goes, "That is a bag to and from ex boyfriends." <laughs> Zips it up and no, goes of notes and letters yeah, to and yeah. from ex boyfriends. Yeah, and she goes that, and just, she she kind of just smirks and goes, "Dear Alanis." And then, did y'all ever see that movie Dogma, the Kevin Smith movie? Yeah. I like when she pulled that out, I was like, I fucking forgot that she plays God in that movie. Yeah. And I was just like, that's so funny. And then like her little anecdote of like, I got this script. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Absolutely. The best fucking script. Yeah. yeah. She was like, and this uh, like for a post uh, Catholic uh, trauma syndrome person, like this is perfect. And I was yeah. like, oh man, I relate so hard with I that. I feel so dumb now that you bring that up. I'm just now realizing why Kevin Smith is in that. Movie. Yeah. yeah. I, was yeah. I was thinking yeah. that too. It says uh, director dog. And I'm like, that's not I even his biggest movie. I know it said know. that and I didn't make the connection. I was just like, well, that's weird, but maybe that's that's what he wanted to put us like attached to this. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so come on guys. <laughs> I just, I don't know. So Glenn you Ballard, know your B list, C list, maybe D list directors. I'd say C list. Yeah. He's C -list. Comfortably C list. Yeah. 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 
So Glenn, going back to Glenn Ballard, um, he quote said, I'm telling you within 15 minutes we were at it. Just writing ironic was the third song we wrote. Oh God, we were just having fun. I thought, I don't know what this is, what genre it is. Who knows? It's just good. And he talked a lot about in, in the documentary and like what we just talked about is like her lyrical stuff and her ability to turn a phrase and kind of like have something go somewhere that you aren't expecting. And for a producer and like co-songwriter, especially someone who's like been in the industry, like have that feeling, I think is probably one of the coolest things. Like, yeah. Keep in mind while she's this 19 guy, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind at this point, while this guy is like complimenting her, he has a loose Christopher Walken cadence. He's like, yeah. I mean, oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the ironic rain on your wedding day. <laughs> he's from Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like she's 19, which, you know, Canada, you can drink and uh, that's it, legal. And then, you know, she comes to America and she's just, you know, yeah. a kid again. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so they, they, they get, they get working, they get writing, they have everything going. Um, I think that the, the thing that in the documentary that felt so like, like real life, like a movie, like is the, was the, you ought to know radio story. Like how, how that song got on the radio just felt like it was like straight pulled out of a movie. Like, yeah, you have yeah. to put this on right now. Like, yeah. like experienced <laughs> also younger record producer guy or yeah. like A&R yeah. guy finds this demo tape rushes it to k-rock and the yeah. lady's like we yeah. don't do that she's like you gotta listen to this it's like oh my god let's put it on the air right now when we work on the radio we listen to everything at 10 exactly yeah <laughs> have you seen that uh like that tom uh hanks movie that thing you do uh-uh. it's exactly that or yeah. like uh lords of dogtown when mitch hedberg walks in with the fucking like the wax wheels and he's like you gotta try these skate wheels yeah exactly yeah, yeah. And you then, can and then, do an ollie now and they and they, they they tell the story of rushing the single in them playing it they love it they're like okay put this on next this is alanis you ought to know you got to put this on next and then and then they're like and then the next hour everybody's calling asking who was that oh who my god that? who is that i might be jumping a little bit forward here but um this whole time they're showing that they're showing this like massive propulsion of her career talking about like, Oh, like within like two weeks, she was like everywhere that yeah, song yeah. was. And then like, they're talking about it and then, you know, they're forming a live band, which we'll get, we can step back in a second, but then they show that first performance, which is like in front of like, uh, you know, friends and family and just kind of A and R people. Um, that felt so weak to me. And they were like, they were talking about like, and she was incredible. And I listened to her and I was like, this looks like a battle of the bands. Like, yeah, like I'm, she it was doing like great first show. Yeah. She yeah. was doing great. But I was just like, it just goes to show that like, I could probably find some like performances of us in a room similar to that. And I was like, but if I was in an arena, I might be kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we're like, if I'm, if I'm skipping forward more, she talks a lot about the energy of the crowd and like, she talks yeah. about the whole thing of like the crowd's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's like Dude, Wait, her <laughs> running around. I was just like, it looks kind of silly sometimes, but I'm like, Oh, I've been in that situation. Yeah. Obviously not to that degree, but like, I've been in that situation where I'm like, yeah, I just want to run around now. I don't give yeah. a fuck what I. We've never like, played right. a stage that big. It's primal, but also <laughs> yeah. I'm tethered in a way she's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it 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 really is like the 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 energy that they created and that and that she fed off the crowd. Great example. It's like getting in bed after a long day of just being <laughs> awake, and then laying down and just violently shaking. <laughs> I've, I've started doing it. It's fun. It, I tried it the other day. And my, my dog was like. 
What the hell is I was, that? I started doing it, and Kara got up and started biting at you. <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> you fine? Kara goes, "Okay, Jackson." Whenever I start doing it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> God, my cough came back for that. <laughs> That's how you know it was funny. Um, so we 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 talked about it just a, like just at the top, but for you all to know, um, for like so they 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 redid some of these songs for like the record. So like like I said, the the vocals always stayed the same, but they would redo some of the songs whenever like for the record to come out. And for you all to know, they had Dave Navarro on guitar and Flea on bass. I didn't know Dave Navarro played. Yeah, Dave Navarro. Did they mention that? No, they didn't. And no, they, not they once. They didn't mention Flea, did they? Nope. No, 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 they didn't mention either one. And because, God bless them for it. <laughs> no, no, because here's the he thing. He gets enough credit. Here's the thing is that like i whenever like they played that in the documentary i was like i i heard the bass for the first time ever i yeah. love listening to that song and i'm like what in the fuck yeah, this is so rad. out of place are no, you I think kidding it's, me i think it's i uh, you've never, never heard no, that ba- i've never noticed it that no. like despite like if you can turn off alanis for a second like just like not listen to her it is the no like, it is it most is. prominent part of the song i think i think the probably doobie-doo. i think between it's, it's it, easy to ignore though with her voice well I mean, and also it's like about, seinfeld between chorus to verse <laughs> when's, the, when's the last when's the last fucking time you listen aside from for this when's the last time you heard an alanis morissette song without a crowd of people like your, your friends singing along to every yeah, that's song true. or yeah. you singing along or to every song bar, yeah. yeah it's like that that that's that's kind of like my 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 memory of all these songs is everybody singing along whether it not be like my mom or like a group of people or whatever so I just don't I never really took in the bass part he's outraged I'm no, so, no, no no Jackson is I'm outraged. so sorry you're you're unlocking like a like a good sentiment that like I experienced today and I think last time we talked about was the Sufjan episode uh years ago 2020 of the like sometimes your favorite album you're gonna sing along to all the time and you never stop to just listen Whenever I lost my voice and I went to the Coheed show, I was forced to just listen. I couldn't sing because it hurt. Yeah. Um, and just today I was doing that. I was listening to a Coheed uh, live uh, session and I just decided, you know what? I want to hear Claudio sing because typically there's like a crowd singing back. And like, I was just like, God, this guy, like he doesn't get enough credit for how well he's singing because when you're at a show, all you hear is everyone around you. Listen to your favorite record, whatever it may be. And I know it's really hard. It's like sitting, just like sit on your hands, so to speak. Don't sing a fucking word. Just listen. You're going to hear so many cool things that you forgot are there. Yeah, it's I mean, so good. It 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 really. I I, I think that it this, this baseline is out of place, but I think it's pretty cool. Like I, I think it's like. I mean, it works. Uh, I yeah. think it yeah. fits. Yeah, I think it's like it, it's it's like this is like do, what doobie doo. What was he thinking? But like also like this do, is. Do. <laughs> it's cool it's like it, it, it it's uh it's it, the song doesn't necessarily need it but like it's it, it's something that is like definitely something that keeps it a little more interesting if you if for some reason you need that hey it, that's a, a testament to alanis morissette that yeah. she with that baseline for however many years since you were introduced to it you never knew about it. Yeah, that just exactly. goes to show yeah. of how much yeah. she's kicking ass. Yeah. But it's funny. But well, I mean, I took me a really long time to notice it as well. I think going back to listen to it, when I played it, it on Rock Band. Oh, okay. Well, going back to listen <laughs> to it, I remember hearing it and going, like, finding out it was Flea, listening to it again and going, of course it's right. Flea. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah. I like it because I found, and you probably figured this out too, Hagen, but most of the, a lot of the drum tracks in this record are 
they come from a program drum yeah. part. Yeah, and it's the nineties. The it's it's it's, it's like a it's it's I can't, I can't remember the, what what the thing is called. It's uh, there's like they they if you if you CR or something. If you go to the personnel on the album, yeah. it's like the, there's a person who's credited for playing this device. Right, uh, and there's I I think also. Beautiful. I think also um, uh, Glenn Glenn Ballard is traded is wow uh, is programming also, yeah he also yeah he gets drum he, drum drum programming but groove I can't activator remember the, <laughs> groove activator that's it yeah that's that's on, that's on one song and oh, that's, okay go to Yashiki and that's and that's that's like the the device is called a right. groove activator yeah it's so fun so it's like it's the sound of the the mid nineties yeah like vaguely pop but like right somebody who plays hit. guitar on perfect and ironic. His name is Basil. Basil Fung. That's a great go. name. Yeah, that's great. So <laughs> you know, you know uh, Flea plays uh, bass on the first Mars Volta record. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he's on a surprising amount of unexpected places. Dude's like including Star Wars on like good albums. You just can't get rid of them. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, he would appreciate that. He would yeah, think yeah, that's yeah, a I funny he joke. Would be good. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. would love that with his leopard ass <laughs> hair. See, he would love that, it. See that clip going around? That's like. Uh, families that jam together stay together, and it's like the jam red hot, what? red hot Chili Peppers, like family members, and and also like all the kids all jamming together. It's really cringe. No, so I didn't. So loud. <laughs> I'm reading books, dude. I'm off TikTok. Nice. Oh. Um, <laughs> good for you, buddy. <laughs> wow, Alanis Morissette, the first uh, thing she's credited on here. Look at this, Adam. Harmonica. harmonica yeah that's yeah. her first credit harmonica it's so um funny. i mean that does appear in the documentary quite a, a bit. lot yeah. let, let, we've brought it up now let's let's talk about it what do y'all think about a harmonica she, i hate a fucking harmonica the, <laughs> i hate a fucking harmonica if it's if it's stevie wonder all day i'll listen to it all it. day i doubt it I, there just can't be a way Bring but out a harmonica, I automatically I want to punch you. It seemed like she was just shoving it she go, into her lips and just breathing <laughs> in and out. It was two notes. And the person with the sign just going like... And this isn't a, an Atlantis drag. This is a harmonica as an instrument. Get rid of it. Bagpipes, go ahead and throw yeah. that on the pile too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and like That, her offend, just that like, offends like a culture right that, there. That's, <laughs> that's fine. I'm from country. that culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like... And the person saying... Atlantis, give me her, your harmonica. Uh, Muse does a similar thing on their last song. Uh, the bassist does a harmonica solo, and then he every night throws it out, and it's like a big thing. Shit, of that's like, dangerous. He's like, I got like people are like, I got the Knights of Sidonia harmonica tonight, oh, and like part of me is like, yeah, it'd be cool to get that, but I would just also be like, is there like a ten year old kid around me? I'm gonna give this to them because like I don't want this <laughs> thing fucking near me. Dude, yeah. While we're talking about bagpipes, can you imagine being the first person to show to to be shown the bagpipe? Like someone invented it, and then somebody's like really Someone's proud like, of it. Okay, you ready to hear it? And then all of a sudden you hear. <laughs> Well, and and they're like, and so how did how did you make that? It's like, oh, it's a sheep's bladder. It's a sheep's bladder. <laughs> it's like, oh, and wood. That's Ed Gein shit. And yeah, that is. Yeah, it's like, that oh, is. you made a nipple belt, <laughs> and it squeaks. Yeah, oh, I fucking hate bagpipes, and I hate harmonicas. I'm uh, indifferent on harmonicas. Please, please, we'll jump ahead again. I'm all about jumping around here, but uh, if you want to email me a good harmonica song, I'm all yours. No, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Fuck right say, off. Is that why you hate him so much? I don't hate Bob Dylan. I think Bob Dylan's wonderful. As a person, he's frustrating, but I think his music is excellent. I, I, I John Mayer is born and raised. I like the no. harmonica on that record. No. I, Shout out to my wife for mentioning that. 
I think that harmonica is fine. I think that I think that the way that she used it live is like half halfway really nice and really fun and halfway really fucking annoying. It's it like felt like it's, energy. It's more like than weird, it did an actual yeah, it, 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 it felt like something that she wanted to do that was like I'm gonna just do this and it's gonna be fun and people yeah. get more energy from it. But also like that that's the moment where you're standing in the crowd and you hear someone go. Is that a harmonica? Like that's the <laughs> that's the shit that kills me that I just can't. I like. <laughs> well, there, there's a point too in the documentary of her playing a harmonica, and you can just see the people on stage and the band being like, "Like we're doing that." Yeah, there, yeah. there's kind of yeah. like a look on their face about like <laughs> the jazz right. basis. Like it's going a little <laughs> yeah. too dude, long, dude. Let's talk about the band, uh, dude. And let's start with Chris Cheney. <laughs> The current bass player for Jane's Addiction. Yeah, yeah. I don't know any of these people except for the obvious one. Yeah. yeah. Chris Cheney, incredible bass player, got the gig on, on accident. Yeah, that's great. Man, they <laughs> yeah. really they really went into him. And the way that they edited that call him. Yeah. The way they edited that, I was like, Oh, this really worked out for this guy, but maybe don't say this. I feel like well, he's he, he seemed to have a good like a take right. on it. So wasn't so, he the bass player for Chevy Metal with Taylor too? That would make sense. Yeah. yeah, he looks really familiar. So so what so like uh, what happened was they were Alianis was auditioning people for the band, um, and she had found people she liked, and she was calling someone back. She called back Chris Cheney to play bass, and I guess she meant to call a different Chris. Yeah. to come back and play with them. It's and, probably Chris Shiflet <laughs> from the Foo Fighters. He's like fuck. And Chris Cheney showed up, and she tells everybody at the rehearsal space like I didn't not mean to call this guy and he's he's a, he's a jazz bass player he doesn't know anything about rock um he's just like kind of like figuring it out as he goes uh and he was the bass player for the for the for the tour so can, can we talk about his hairstyle too like loved it during the interview where they talk about meeting the band like where are you from blah blah, blah. he's got the the 90s mid part yeah yeah, yeah. Part. The, yeah which i loved when i was a kid i totally had that but it was spiked up in the back is it the only one that looked kind of nervous to be there too yeah yeah be, and he <laughs> was like, he, he was like, he looked uncomfortable like i'm not supposed to be here yeah, right what yeah. the fuck am i doing here and he was like i had no sense of style when i showed up to that yeah, audition yeah i wonder if they meant to call me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't mean to that's call one him. of those situations where you have those like nagging thoughts of like yeah i think my friends hate me yeah and it's like well in this case they did <laughs> they definitely yeah, did we're at least right they, so, they even talked about it in a documentary so well uh to the, the album came out um and then they, they go on an 18 month tour right <laughs> Um, 18 nuts. month tour. Uh, they find the band Chris Cheney on bass, Nick Lashley, Lashley on guitar, Jesse Tobias on guitar, and Taylor Hawkins on drums. Who that? Just a guy. Just uh, a guy. Man, he talked a lot in this documentary. I get it. He was there. He talked a lot in this documentary. He did. He, he did. <laughs> yeah. Name then, brand baby. They even yeah. had the 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 bit at the end. I mean, we're just going to continue jumping around. Where he's like, "Oh yeah." And then I left and went to Foo Fighters, and they're like, "That didn't yeah. need to be in this." Yeah, that really nope. did. No, it was. It, it was. I, nice. I get why it was included because he's yeah. like, "Oh, I felt really bad," and she's like, "Yeah, it was she, shitty." She like, talked. Well, she talks about how when you're like watching like your friends go away, right. like it, it, you feel like you're losing like a part of yourself with that happening and losing a part of those memories. So I understand. Like, I, yeah, after we got to that part, yeah. I was like, I understand why this was included now. But Otherwise, first, it was just he's fucking like turning the knife inside. Yeah. 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 I'm curious. I didn't and being like, well, look what I went and did. And, yeah. and I just joined this band called the Foo Fighters. They didn't <laughs> mention it, but I'm curious now, like age wise, was there like a disparity of like, oh, they were like five years older. They, were, looks, they were older. Than they were older. Looks like she, she is had, like four years younger than Chris Cheney. She had like um, just turned Taylor. 21, like while they were on tour. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even, it wasn't even but like, like while they were on the road, she turned 21. Yeah. Um, and they were all like 25, 26. Yeah. I'd like imagine that. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like he, 
Taylor Hawkins was maybe like two, three years older than her. So, so older, but like when you're talking about like 21 to like, yeah. let's say 25, that's eons. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. So well, uh, they, they were all like already gigging like musicians who right. got on tour. Yeah. So, so the, um, we, we mentioned already that this, this tour was huge. Like the, like she blew up instantly, right? Like the, 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 the movie scene of the radio thing is, is real. Like that, like happened was deserved. And she blew up in this amazing fashion of just like, wow, I'm suddenly playing to sold out fucking arenas, spaces, everything. And I love that clip where she's playing at that festival, playing at like a festival. And she said she couldn't hear herself like at all because the crowd was screaming so loud. She's like, I have no idea what notes I was singing. Shea stadium Beatles yeah. style. Yeah. It's just, it, it's such a, such a cool thing to just like, and they, and they talked to about how like she was so good at writing these anthem songs. Yeah. Just like yeah. instantly writing song. People would just sing along to and have a great time doing. Um, so I like the, the, it was, it was obviously a huge hit of a tour. Um, and so we're going to, I have, I have two games in relation to the tour. As you guys watch the documentaries, you should be fine on these. Let's see what happens. So I'll do one first. So she talked about the cover songs that they played on the tour, which I thought was so funny that like they, they, they talked about, yeah, we played some covers too. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cause they didn't have enough material for a whole night. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah by the way, Lincoln park apparently had a similar thing where like their first two albums are like 30 minutes each. And whenever they blew up on that first record, like they had that same thing where they would like open up for Metallica and they'd be like, all right, you have a 50 minute set. And they're like, we only know 30 minutes. And they're like, okay, you play it twice then. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 So the cover songs. So I have a list of cover songs. Uh, Which of these songs did she, did they not cover? Okay. Mambo number five. Not on the list. Oh, fuck. Is that Lou Bega? Yeah. Yeah. Better than that one band, the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Ugh. So. Fuck that fucking band name. Take a chance on me. We will rock you. All I want to do. And Fake Plastic Trees, which I think was the Radiohead song. I gave that one away. That was the Radiohead song, right? Okay. What yeah. is All I Want to Do? All well, who's I that by? All I Want to Do, Cheryl Crow. Fuck. Well, I, don't I don't think they covered that, that one. That's my answer. Okay, can one more time? Can you give me the whole list? Take a chance on me. We will rock you. All I want to do. I know the answer. And fake plastic trees. Yeah, I'm good. I got it. Okay, go. It's all I want to do. Yeah, it's all I yeah. want to yeah, do. That's right. That's yeah, correct. that's right. Uh, you know, Radiohead. Uh, you know, while we're on this, so like, uh, she got to pick her opener, yeah. and uh, she picked Radiohead because she's like, oh, I was such a fan, and then I met them, and she was like, the band really got along with them, and I tried to talk to Tom. And wow, she, I forgot the quote, like so fucking aloof. And yeah. I was just like, this is gold. Didn't she say that she was aloof? I don't no, know. No, 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 no. I she, think she was she talking said, about Tom. She said oh. that she said that, that the, that Radiohead as a band was aloof and hard for her to talk to. She said that oh. she saw Taylor becoming, cause Taylor talked about how he, and he became, kept calling him Thom. And I was just like, that's dude, the funniest fucking thing. He was like, that's Taylor, what I call him. Taylor was like, yeah, I called him Thom. That's such like baby <laughs> shit that I was just like, Oh my God, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody yeah. edit this out. It is really, that whole like segment is amazing. That is a baby shoes joke right there. <laughs> I was just like, Oh God, I loved it. Um, so they talk a lot about how. What? So sorry, uh, you know that song "Lift" uh, from that got cut from OK Computer. Yeah, they wrote that while on. The, they obviously wrote a lot of stuff, but like they specifically that yeah. song and uh, Radiohead wrote it and like during that tour and like they played it live that entire tour and that's mm. why it became this like gem like that. The whole 
everybody who's been following Radiohead like knew like you guys have this song like why didn't you record it and then like they finally came out and they're like oh we did and here it is and like yeah basically tom york when they released it like a couple of years ago said like i don't know why i gave up on this song this is like it's beautiful and like you know i'm an idiot for not releasing this <laughs> i call him thom yeah I call him um, thom. but but <laughs> he, thom. was it alanis or taylor that was saying that they did two hour sound checks radiohead did two hour sound it checks. was i think taylor I think said it was that, taylor. But yeah, yeah it was yeah, like they were clearly writing okay computer yeah yeah, yeah they were writing okay computer at the time of opening for alanis morissette which is really cool um also just really strange to think about yeah because like i think we all obviously think about radiohead more than alanis morissette right and so it's just weird to think about like oh they opened for her because yeah. she was a fan and wanted them to play it made like, sense yeah I mean, she was way bigger than them no, they, no no it makes sense but at the same time it's just it's strange i guess they said she got to pick which is you know yeah which so, i mean that's great for her the this tour being you know a bunch of you know young 20 somethings was gonna be like a party tour the guys like like slash and them were like you know we heard how much you partied on this tour like this is that's pretty crazy well they talked about like the band was talking about like how they the alanis morissette band we're talking about how, you know, they, yeah, they had played shows, they're professional musicians, but they hadn't become rock stars right. like this. They so, like, they hadn't gotten the chance to do this kind of like what their heroes had talked about doing. So, all they knew was like, especially when we're talking about the 90s, all they knew was like what had been fed to them. And then you get the whole slash anecdote of right. them meeting him and slash being like, dude, I hear that you guys are partying more than us. And like, you think that'd be a wake up call, but of course, like these twenty somethings yeah. are probably like, yeah, yeah. That's to, to, let me to smoke weed, have a pineapple. Then that's everything, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, so the, the, this tour was incredibly like debaucherous. I think that was the, that? <laughs> that's topical. pretty good. That's pretty yeah. That's, that's good. I love yeah, that. That's pretty timely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was a, a good time. A, a well timed was up. Never fails. Never <laughs> fails. I'll fucking shit my pants as soon as you do it. <laughs> I think that the I think that the part that that killed me in relation to this was the hypocrisy of the band of Alanis's yeah. band. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't mm-hmm. cut this out. Yeah, this yeah. is similar yeah, to the, like 99, the Woodstock yeah. 99, where it's just like, oh yeah, like you you, you could have glossed over this or have it be a very quick thing. Yeah, yeah. but so like the yeah. basically the the her band was like we said twenty somethings who were partying who were you know living the tour life and like their heroes were so they were getting drunk but they also had talked about how much they wanted to just hook up with as many girls as possible and the that hypocrisy was a, of the lyrics versus their actions right yeah. I mean like they're like the 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 not not only is like the desire of wanting to hook up with as many girls as possible like like hypocritical right but the whole way they went about it is just like oh my fuck this is this is so Stacks. Stevie on the other side of the stadium yeah. away from Alanis knowing yeah. that, that that's well, the, like that's, very much like oh I know what I'm doing yeah and knowing that that would that goes against it and she would probably be very mad mm-hmm. so what so 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 what we're saying is on the other side of like the arenas they would have like a, a room where one of the guitar techs would basically have extra backstage passes and he would go find a bunch of girls who wanted to come backstage and likely just meet Alanis but they would give them you know the backstage passes and then the band would meet them and you know so yeah. on and so forth and it, it, it just like you could tell whenever they got to the Taylor Hawkins talking about that he kind of he does a, that smile and he goes, "I can't believe I'm gonna fucking tell you this story." Yeah. To which I was like, "Oh, somebody tipped off the director." Yeah. And yeah. It's like it put him in that spot of but like I'm, I don't think that had been 
addressed at least with him no no so, not at all no. no and and like the alana said in the documentary it didn't match uh, her mission or value system at all but she said she has always been around men and she always grew up with men and she figured that it would be the same no matter what happened there was like not really another option it was like this is just what they're gonna do well the question was uh i think that got into that answer was the director asked was there a scenario where you had an all female right. band and she yeah. said yeah there was but you have to understand i was a product of my time obviously i'm paraphrasing here so it was like hey you have to understand i was a product of my time i only knew like you know i was you know raised around men so like we as a woman at that time i was told like basically there was a we were trained in scarcity that there's only room for one of us there's only room so well they talked about on the radio yeah. thing that like that like as, as far as radio play goes that you that like they weren't supposed to play two female artists like, like back to back, back to back so that the, yeah. the jockeys couldn't play the disc jockeys couldn't play no doubt and then alanis morrison right. yeah yeah it's like how fucked is that it's yeah. so insane yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg for how bad it was back but, then. But, but then she yeah. basically was like, you know, as soon as she heard about that, she like put a stop to it. She was like, I, yeah. I was fucking pissed and I told yeah. her. And yeah. it's like, that's, I'm, I'm glad that she, you know, yeah. had that agency and it yeah. like, well, because like uh, this is something that we didn't talk about, but like when they, when they started the tour, uh, like the producer was like, hey, you're the boss now. And she was like, uh, what does that mean? She's, she's like, fucking 20. you have to yeah. be the boss. You have to tell them what to do. They're your band. And then later when she's talking about like, you know, kind of the band feeling like a certain way because it's just Alanis Morissette and not about them. It's like, cool, you signed up for this. Right. You fucking auditioned. You auditioned what? to be in Alanis Morissette's band, not like Alanis Morissette and the band, but it's right. me, solo artist. It's it, Yeah, it's, it wasn't forming a band to back her that could then go on and do their own thing. It was her band. Right. Did anybody, every time they cut to that audio of shirley manson i think it happens two or three times in the documentary where they have that quote of like how often I, I, name another person who comes out with this many uh songs on their debut record i'm just like wasn't her debut record it just like it kept like bugging my brain i was they just kept like, saying debut record <laughs> i mean yeah. it was it, it specifically it was, shirley it was, manson it was yeah. uh it was an uh, american debut it right? was it was an international like american international, international debut yeah. sure yeah, yeah, yeah. so so yeah. like because like the the other stuff we can't find anymore right so i totally i i it is it is not her debut that's true but i get why people would say that no and um, i get why she wouldn't want it as a part of her legacy right yeah i mean it was well, yeah especially considering even if she had written all that, which she she didn't necessarily write all of it either. It was very like studio guided. Yeah. But even if she did, it's like you it's okay if you want to say I don't want that first album to be yeah. something yeah. that I introduced to people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I it I think I think it's considered a debut as far as like because we a lot of like the metrics that we're using that, that we'll talk about at the end that they talk about the documentary is like all you is mostly us. I think I'm being too yeah. strict on the no, term no, I, I debut. It, I if she said first album, then I would be yeah. in the like I'd be yeah. in the right here. But uh, I think you're still I think you're still in the right. You got to have a more American centric view. And and like, who am I to fucking like, uh, you know, tell her? I mean, she's in a band with a, a Brat Cantrell lookalike, Butch Fig. So it's like, yep. who the fuck am I? <laughs> Um, yeah, so the tour was a massive hit, 18 months, um, and that's so long. They that's played, a long ass tour. They played with a number of other bands. We already mentioned Radiohead, but there was a number of other bands that she also played game? with on this tour. Yeah, so who of this game? Who of this I list? I smell a game. Who of this list? 
did she not play with on the tour? So we already said Radiohead, and you guys already know that's correct. She mm-hmm. played with Radiohead on the tour. Our other, our other three options are Red Hot Chili Peppers, Neil Young, Foo Fighters. I know it. I know it. I'm not sure I know it. Oh, okay, Adam, guess Album. first. You want the options We're doing again? Who, who, who they did, didn't play with? Who did she not play with? Yeah. You want the options again? Lou Vega. No. I'll, I'm going to say Red Hot Chili Peppers, even though I think I'm wrong. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Chili Peppers. It's it Chili Peppers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Neil yeah, Young's I that. felt so weird when... Yeah, I remember Neil Young, and then I was like, but Flea was involved in some stuff, so that's maybe why he showed I up. put it there. Good game making. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's, it's, well, it's, it's, uh, it is okay game making. It's good for the documentary and good for ha- people who haven't watched the documentary. It's fun. I mean, we were all going to remember the Foo Fighters one. Right. Well, yeah. There's that footage of Pat and Dave up on stage. Yeah, and, like, yeah. oh. and they fucking take the fucking mic from the, from <laughs> yeah, the other guitar player. Yeah. And great. Dave's just like, I, I like so that bad. drummer. <laughs> I really like that drummer. And I'm going to fuck that drummer. <laughs> I'm going to fuck that drummer. <laughs> <laughs> that drummer gave me a backstage pass. He gave me pass. a backstage <laughs> pass. Um, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't feel like I deserve one. You're the one who said the backstage <laughs> pass thing. The fuck the drummer is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that it's not funny. So the tour, the tour finishes, um, and Taylor Hawkins uh, leaves the band, and everybody kind of goes whatever separate ways they go. She talks about how... Um, emotional it is to see everybody leave. They ended in Hawaii, yeah. And like her running around, like uh, doing like the like the string, uh, silly guns. string and silly string, yeah, and, and yeah. And I think it's specifically the bassist. Like she gets the guitar is pretty good first person, and then everybody's clocked it. I'm, they didn't show Taylor Hawkins, but dude can't run away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. then when she's but going to the bassist, coming at that point, the bassist very clearly is like, I don't want this. I to don't happen. want my yeah. strings to get dirty. And she just keeps going back for him. Yeah. I like my like heart was kind of like going out to him. Like part of me is just like, dude, just like it's the last show tour. Yeah, exactly, but also yeah. like I was like, I get it. Don't yeah. fling mud at my shit, you know? Yeah. Well, and they talked about. They That's talked why about, they all quit the band. <laughs> they <laughs> talked about did how they, the. Did they all quit the band? Like um, after that tour? I don't know. I know at least one of them did. I, I, I'm I'm honestly not sure because the like that's that's just her live band as far as I know. I don't think any of them yeah, were of them ever recorded a part of recording. Yeah. And I would imagine if I would imagine she would get people who were part of recording after that, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but they talked a lot about with that tour, it being 18 months. They were like, where are we? I don't know. Hotel key. OK, go to the next place. Yeah. Um, it was very just kind of like you're you're in this this weird haze for that long. It's pretty, pretty wild. Um, but yeah, ended in Hawaii and to a massive success. The album didn't really, this, this, this is mentioned in the documentary, but didn't really mention that it, it, it was the, um, the second best album, uh, best selling album by a woman. Um, and it was also the second highest selling record of the nineties. It takes the luster out, but like, did anybody, when they read that was like, well, what's number one? What is it? Of the best selling of the nineties? No, of no. the woman. Oh, like, I was just, well both really yeah, yeah yeah the 90s I would say it's it's never mind no but like oh yeah the 90s yeah, yeah. yeah. well it was too I it could was see two. it being She's, like a Michael Jackson record yeah I could see something like yeah. that. now here's the here's the interesting or thing. Madonna um so I love at the very beginning of the documentary someone someone's talking about the album and they say it, it was everywhere one out of every ten people in the U S had this album I'm like that's a really 
Ten percent, baby. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> which sounds so yeah. low, but yeah. like if you think of like ten percent of however many million people, like three hundred million here. Yeah, that's a fuck ton of people. So uh, she sold uh, by the time the, the documentary aired, thirty three million copies sold worldwide. The interesting thing is uh, she has sold seventy five million records worldwide total, and uh, thirty three million of that seventy five is Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Uh, which is like that is pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. that's that, that that that's pretty crazy. I meant to look more into this, but there was a musical made also, um, and the musical did get fifteen Tony nominations. I've yet to see it, so yeah. I'll have to you know come back to you. I, I I had the tab pulled up. I was I had full fully intention to look into this more, and I was like, I whatever. I, I <laughs> only only me and Jackson are interested in this probably. So. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's interesting that there was a musical. Yeah, I'm not necessarily going to go seek it out. Yeah, personally, um, but. So and she also has won seven Grammys and thirteen uh, Juno awards. That's the that's the Canadian that's the Canadian one, right? Grammys. Yeah, 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 right. Um, so yeah, that's that show that I did twice. Yeah, it's that show you did twice. <laughs> she won the awards. Yeah, uh, do, you, do you get an award for that from Canada? I do. <laughs> I think I think that this album is obviously a great album. Um, was there anything? Was there any like standouts for you guys? Did you guys listen to the album? Yeah, yeah. Were there any standouts for you for you guys? The the whole thing is. Great. I think obviously like the singles are pretty are pretty crazy. Um You I, Learn is my favorite, as I yeah, already said. You learn you learn is great. I, I think that I never really spent a lot of time with, with, with the last song, Wake Up. I think that's a great song. The the secret song. Oh, is that was that, was that, that that's, I yeah. think that's the, the you ought to your know. house acapella. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. Like a, a classic secret song, like the something in the way on yeah. ne- Nevermind. I, I I don't know how I feel about that like tactic anymore. Yeah, like well, I see that like twenty minute fucking now. song. Yeah, uh, it my didn't translate romance. to the modern times. Yeah. yeah, My Chemical Romance did it for uh, Black Parade, the last song Blood. Which, and it's just like, yeah. That is kind of an interesting thing. Just as a side note, I'm surprised no streamer has tried to like copy that. Because that would be a cool way for them to have an exclusive song that's like, oh, it's hidden. You got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be that would work. Then, like actually it's, yeah. it's hide it in the song. data. Yeah. like don't show it. Like you have to like you have to play the whole. Songs. It might be between the second song. Right. Yeah, like yeah. not even you have to listen to the whole album. Like after the tenth song, last song, whatever in this theoretical uh, thing, it goes straight into eleven, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a month after its release, okay, it's here. Because yeah, um, otherwise you see it's like 20, 25 minutes, and you're like, oh, okay. right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I felt like that. The, I felt the same thing about this record as I did about Grace, about Jeff Buckley's oh, album. I had the exact same thought. Where I was like, I was like, I didn't realize how intricate this all is. Yeah, and even the singles, I was like, whoa, like this. I forget which one it is, but it starts out with like a one one five six four chord progression and then when it goes to the chorus it changes that and yeah. it goes to a different key and then how it gets back i was like what the hell is this and then there's that one with the 69 420 pattern and i was just like Whoa. well no there's there's the one there's the one that's in six Jackson. The way you handle that made me feel like such an asshole. <laughs> that's how he handles. You're like, I'm students. not letting you take this from me. Yeah, <laughs> but but there was the one that's in that's in six that I just like. Still, I have to like wait until ten seconds in before I'm like, I know where one is. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm, just really it's, cool it's, writing. It's a really like clear. It's obvious that this album has like a big influence on people too. You can hear it. That's yeah. the that's listening the, to it in the context of today and be like, oh, there's a. Like so many people like took a lot out of this. When yeah. I watched this, my partner afterwards asked, So how was it? And I said, you know, 
gave her kind of the standouts. And then uh, when I specifically said, oh, it was really cool seeing the like people she inspired type thing. And then they have like the clip of Taylor Swift and her performing together uh, at a Taylor Swift show. And then the Beyonce uh, performing um, You Ought to Know. And I think that's at Glastonbury. Yeah. And my, my partner immediately goes like, holy shit, that happened? And then looks it up and watches it. And she's like, oh my God, it's it's the uh if i were a boy then goes into you ought to know and then back into if i were a boy and she's like this is like me peak beyonce how did i not know about this (laughs) yeah that's wild yeah um yeah the influence that 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 she has is pretty crazy um and yeah i mean the 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 documentary ends with 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 her like singing the song for her kids dude yeah uh which is great Um, fuck that kid for ruining that take (laughs) (laughs) i was watching that i was like oh this is so endearing i was like all right now shut the fuck up (laughs) but after watching all why why did you sing that line give that baby to your handler now (laughs) (laughs) i wrote this for you you little shit you're gonna love the whole time she's singing she's like i should have not written it for you yeah but well, you don't deserve this. <laughs> um, but watching the, the that's such a well placed scene though, because watching the entire documentary and getting to know about all the shit that she had to yeah. put up with, and like how triumphant ultimately She's, she was, and then seeing that poignant clip, like the first time I I've watched it twice. The first time I watched the documentary, I was I totally got me. She's the stereotypical like or not stereotypical. She is the success story. Of, yeah, like it, like she came out on top. And like, I don't think we really need to get into it uh, just for like, you know, I guess trigger warnings and stuff. But there's she does at points like talk about like, hey, these things that like you think as a 15 year old woman, a 15 year old kid. Sorry. Yeah. uh, Being, you know, basically handled by men away from her family. The things you're thinking. Yeah, that comes up. And like, as I said, we won't get into depth here, but you can watch the documentary. But that like comes up. And so talking about her eating disorder, what I just referred to, um, it is very like, and she talks about it. She's like a lot of therapy, you know, and you know, I'm really, she's, you know, a success story. She's a champion. Yeah. 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 Like it's, and she's very so impressive. transparent about her thinking then and therapy and everything. That's yeah. good. And she's really open of like, you know, like, yeah, of course I could have had an all woman band, but I am a product of like, you know, right, what happened yeah. and like, should she be faulted for that? No, but she she's being very open of like, hey, yeah, you know, I I was being shitty because of how I uh, was raised, and I think that's definitely important. Um, I had the same thing with the Jeff Buckley thing where I was like, but my thought was whenever I was watching, I was like, I have this idea of Jeff Buckley in my head just based off of what I've seen of him, and I'm like, I think I have probably a very unfair, uh, like. I'm judging him in the wrong way. And unfortunately I'll never know because he is a, he's folklore at this point. Yeah. Uh, he's just this legend. Whereas like for her, I was like, Oh, I get to see her. I get to see the, the person on the other end. And it's the same thing with Kurt Cobain. Like he is such a, like just this, like, I don't know. Like he's a legend at this point in the sense of like, who the fuck is Kurt Cobain? I don't think anybody can tell. I, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if like, even like, people who knew knew him like dave grohl couldn't tell you what he was like because it's like yeah it's it so tainted at like, this point yeah it becomes part of pop culture at this point and tainted's unfair who blew out a candle oh it's it, it just went out <laughs> i just started I smelled that too <laughs> i was like oh my god i'm having an aneurysm <laughs> it, it, it just went out it just went oh my out. god 
but yeah, that is that is the 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 all, documentary. Go ahead. All in all, I was skeptical about this. I was like, yeah, you know, I like that album all that. Like, but there's definitely not a full episode in this. Totally wrong. Happy to be wrong yeah. here. I just want Hagen. Great idea. Great this idea. Was awesome. Thanks. The Thanks. only thing I didn't like about the recording was the snare drum from 90% of the record. Yeah. And the footage immediately as soon as they started playing it live, Taylor's snare does not sound like the record. It yeah, well it's great. but it's like but a lot I mean but the, that's the, a product I mean, of the time. programming, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. No, yeah. but even the real snare drums. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those tight ass 90 yeah. snare drums. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Do you want to talk about what we're listening to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely don't know. I don't know either. Oh, I kind of know. We're so prepared this week. <laughs> I kind of know. I there's so there's like a lot of there's a lot of like new stuff that I am meaning to listen to more, but I just haven't like the new Sleep Token album. I want to give a fair chance. Have you checked out that? Um, God, fuck up. There's uh, Alex Leahy. He's a singer songwriter from Australia. Um, I think since you're into Briston Maroney, I think it's I, very similar. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that was on a new music thing I was listening to, but no, I haven't listened to I it. I think you would like it. Um, re- realistically, like for things I'm like listening to just like on my own, um, I'm going to see, uh, a, a show tomorrow night. I'm going to go see Pliny and Sungazer. Pliny is progressive metal, I guess. And Sungazer is, I don't know. I don't know. How nerd to, metal. Nerd, nerd. And that's not really metal. It's nerd like, it's, jazz. It's like, it's like EDM. It's like electronic music, but like yeah. with a bass player and a saxophone and drums. Um, but so uh, Sungazer is the YouTube, the, the music YouTuber, Adam Neely's band. So tomorrow I'm going to go see uh, Sungazer and Pliny. And so I've been listening to them and kind of just getting my head. And then on Thursday, I'm going to go see Sky Window, just uh, get all music nerded out. So, yeah, that's what I got. Nothing no, nothing like uh, crazy new. It's super interesting. Just, you know, that. Yeah, I've got nothing either. I haven't listened. Nothing. Nice. <laughs> I've been uh, listening to a lot of shit, but nothing worth mentioning. I mean, Jesus. I know y'all may have watched it, the Foo Fighters <laughs> uh, rehearsal yeah. thing, which, yeah. as you talked about earlier, Colin, uh, things concerts, they called this preparing music for concerts. I love that. Hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah. It's very much Dave Grohl just having fun at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's uh, it's where they reveal their new drummer, I guess, Jackson. At least this. touring drummer. Yeah. No, very specifically touring drummer. Yeah. 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 And I would assume he has no intention of being their studio drummer. Just from his career, yeah, like, I, I, I would imagine that like they want to keep it pretty much like, Dave, this is Dave Grohl on drums, and yeah, yeah. Jo- I mean, like Josh Free's a great choice. I, I mean, he, yeah, he, he does a, a couple things in this this like short, I don't know, hour long, yeah, uh, like session really basically. Fast. Uh, he he does some like fun things that are like uh, that would be kind of cool to see. Like this yeah. is it's cool that it's different, and they're not just trying to do like, well, we're we're gonna keep everything the same and just be sad. Yeah. Like, yeah, they 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 definitely like, and I I I thought like how kind of, um, I don't know, intimate. I don't know if that's the right word, but just like kind of how nice like the video was that it was like they they caught Josh Freese walking up to Dave and going, "Hey, so for the live arrangement on this one," and it felt yeah. really like a genuine conversation at a rehearsal. And Dave avoiding saying Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. He like, you didn't watch it, but uh, Josh how do you Freese, know that? How do you know that? Huh? My cat just ran out. Because I, I know you didn't, watch, know it. You didn't watch it. Josh Freeze was asking about an arrangement, and he was like, "Yeah, when we when we used to do it uh, live, um, we'd break it down, and then uh, you would." Mm. And yeah. it was just like, "Fuck!" That it was like a sad moment. Yeah, yeah. Yuck. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's also a, there was a new song in there. I don't know. Yeah, if there you was that, uh, nothing but, at all. I think yeah, is the name which is uh, is great. So I think this album's gonna be great. I didn't have any yeah. like doubts really, but. 
I you're gonna enjoy it. You can just leave Iris in here. I'm okay. not gonna listen to it. <laughs> um, I have been listening. There, there's been you know two records that I know of this year that have been this way of a um you know a famous rapper with a more producer type releasing as like kind of a dual album. I don't know what you if that's how you would call it. Like the first one that came out this uh, year, it was uh this was back in March. Um, it's JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown, which Danny Brown's another one of those guys where it's like you could play me a Danny Brown song. And I'd be like, well, dude, I know exactly who this is. Dude's super unique, but their, their album scaring the hose loved it. Super fun. Also some of the funniest, funniest, uh, like just like names, uh, like title tracks or tracks for the titles. Uh, so if you want to go listen to that, like definitely do that. But specifically more recently, um, I had never heard of Billy Woods or Kenny Seagal and, uh, or Siegel. And uh, they released an album that is a very similar thing where it is Billy Woods rapping with his longtime producer. And it's just like, it's, it's wonderful. It's called maps. And then like, it is one of the best rap albums I've heard in such a long time. It's very like, I don't know. I listen to stuff like Kendrick Lamar and like, it feels so big and produced and it's not that I can't relate with that, but it's just like, I don't know why I have a harder time connecting with that where this is very much like it feels like producer comes with like hey here's a beat i'm working on and then the the you know the rapper just gets on it and it's like okay this is what i can do with it yeah i was like i really like that it it feels very much um it fits an avenue that i you know click with more so like uh yeah maps by uh billy woods and kenny seagal siegel it's uh wonderful and apparently pitchfork loved it too I'm seeing here. So maybe yes. it sucks. <laughs> they, they, they did love it. I also uh, know people who worked with Billy Woods that are like, I guess Billy Woods had some tie to like DFW, like hip hop scene. Don't mm. know what it was, but I had never heard of either of these artists. So uh, I doubt I'll go back and like check out other stuff. I am very much of a, like whenever I listen to someone new like this, I'm just like space and time. Like, yeah, it'll organically happen or it won't. Well, um, anybody got anything else? Anything they want to promote? No. Well, that uh, feel good. Uh, we I have Adam the, and me. Well, yeah, yes, I guess, I guess we could do okay. that. It is. I'll any, drink it and spit it in Adam's mouth. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm a bird, Adam. That here you go. Hey, I've got to go early after being here late too. I'm just gonna stand up and leave now. <laughs> well, I was gonna. I was perfect because I was gonna say thanks for being here today, Adam. We really appreciate yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I could make it. <laughs> email your uh, favorite uh, uh, harmonica songs at harmonica at don'tfeedtheartist.com. Yeah, please do that. Please do that. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it so much. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe whatever podcast app you are using. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, like the video. All these things help us out a whole lot. If you're on social media, you can find us on Instagram, DFTA podcast, TikTok, don't feed the artists. Find those, give it a follow. Um, and if you want to tell us your favorite harmonica solo, email Jackson at harmonica at don'tfeedtheartist.com or if you have... Thank you, Adam, for being here for this uh, episode at don'tfeedtheartist.com. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Adam, for being here for the, for this episode <laughs> at don'tfeedtheartist.com. <laughs> um, Fuck. That's gross. <laughs> if you have any topic ideas, thoughts at all, please leave a comment, Ugh. DM us, anything at all. Um, and really, you can email us at literally whatever you want to at don'tfeedtheartist.com. We're going to pour the rest of this beer out for Taylor Hawkins. Yep, yep. All right, Adam, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Fuck off! Get, get me a towel! Give me a towel. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>